Hey, how's it going, everybody? I am here. I wanted to talk about a few things. Um, more specifically, I wanted to talk about divine will. Divine will. I'm getting some thoughts. I'm getting some. Some thoughts are coming in about divine will. Um, if you listen. You know, if you're a regular listener, you've probably heard me speak on divine will uh, a lot, actually. Um, but I wanted to dedicate this segment specifically to divine will just to, I guess, reflect on the transmission I'm getting about it. Um, it's something that's coming up for me that regards you know, how to get the most out of divine will. Um, understanding that all is as it should be and all will be as it should be. <laughs> um, there is still a way that you can make the most out of this, out of this thing, you know? Surrendering is a very, it's a very powerful thing when you can finally do it and when you can finally understand why it's important. Um, but once you surrender to divine will, there's this period where, you know, there's just a lot of allowing and there's a lot of happenings. And honestly, it's, it's as it should be in regards to there's a learning curve for everything. Right. There's a learning curve. You know, all the lessons that we learn, they basically teach us how to think and move, you know, going forward. So when you're in this period of allowing, just allowing things to happen, kind of just like drifting at sea, not really controlling anything, you feel a sense of peace, you feel a sense of calm. It's like, wow, like I've been stressing about so many things and it just it feels good to be able to kind of just take a break from that stressing, take a break from the worrying, take a break from, you know, the doubting and the control, take a, a break from just trying to control every outcome, you know. Um, that is a, a freeing experience. It's something that's definitely needed. And it's, it's going to be used once you reach the next part of, you know, how to use divine will for its, its highest potential. You know, it's, it's the understanding of divine will, using the understanding of divine will in the most uh, progressive way that you can, because it can be used in a destructive way, you know, when you just let everything, like, literally, there are things that have to be done still, because as you learn, you, you get these lessons, and you have to integrate them into your life, so as you learn, and you get your lessons, you get your, your downloads, sometimes it's kind of difficult to integrate them in real time, because these are the things that we feel we know we should do, but it's the most difficult to do because of all the heartstrings and all of the, the, the conflict that we don't really want to um, 
bring into our lives and, you know, the misunderstandings from others in our lives. So we kind of put, we put these things on hold and we, we don't do, we don't follow the nudges. We don't follow our intuition. So what happens then with divine will, yes, everything basically manifests off of how you're showing up in your own life. So even though you know, surrender, allowing, all these things are actually positive ways to look at the world and to move through the world. When you ignore your intuition, when you ignore your nudges, when you ignore the downloads that you get, but you still try to hold true to those same, um, the same, to act in the same way, you know, basically just allowing and you're allowing your life to manifest sideways if you had a visual right if you're at a certain place and you have a lesson that you have to learn but you're not acting in the way that you should act based on that lesson that you have to learn or this intuition or this nudge that you've received then basically you're building more on top of that foundation of where you are currently. So you're not really climbing up, you're, you're going sideways. You're building out. And that gives you a lot more baggage, that gives you a lot more weight when it comes to, you know, what you're supposed to be doing as far as climbing up. If you're climbing up a mountain, but you're just taking on more baggage, then it's going to be harder to climb that mountain. And sooner or later, you're going to start camping out wherever you are on that mountain and just settling for where you are. You'll carve out your home on the mountainside. Instead of reaching a top, you'll be in the middle of the mountain and you'll just decide this is where I want to be because it got too difficult for me to keep climbing. I got too attached to the things that I was carrying so right here is fine. So it comes a time where you have to face whether that's what you're doing or not. And if you find that you are doing that, it's really important to then shake it up, shake it up again, shake it up again, meaning drop those things. If you got pots and you got pans and you got a tent and you got all this stuff with you, you know, that's literally just thinking like when you reach the top of that mountain, you don't know. There might be everything that you need. There'll be shelter. There'll be ways to cook. There'll be all those things up at the top of the mountain. You know, you know that there's a reason for you to go up there. So the reason for you to go up there is not for you to go up there and starve and die. But something was telling you that you have to go up there. So go up there. But when you try to try to project what you feel basically based on fears you know you try to project what you need while you're climbing onto what you think you'll find when you get there you know if there's a, a mansion waiting for you up at the top of that mountain why are you carrying a tent if you could get there a little bit quicker you know, 
you'll be sooner into that matching versus believing that you need to carry this tent with you, which is making it harder for you to get to that matching. So the same goes with people in our lives. The same goes with a lot of things, you know? It's comfortable. It feels good. It, it, it definitely keeps you in a sense of comfortability because, you know, you want to be comfortable with that tent. You don't want to just sleep out in the wilderness. You want to be able to cook that food on a pan with some utensils and plates and all these things. You don't want to rough it. You want to be comfortable. So being comfortable where you are will convince you that where you are is the best place to be because that's where you feel most of your comfortability will lie and you get your eye off the ball of why you're climbing in the first place and you settle. So basically what I'm saying is in order to get the most out of divine will, when your intuition tells you that there is greatness or whatever, your salvation is at the end of this tunnel, keep going. And whatever your intuition then tells you that you have to do, keep listening. Because the reason why you're even in the tunnel to begin with is because of your intuition. So why would your intuition lead you astray? Why would it, why would it lead you astray while you're in the middle those are fears that are coming in to basically stop you, to try to, quote unquote, protect you. You don't need protection. You are protected. So why do you need protection? If you already have bodyguards, but for some reason you feel that you need to hire more bodyguards and now you need a gun and now you need an armored car and bulletproof windows and now you need this great security system and now you need you know it's just like sooner or later the bodyguards that you first had they're not needed you got all these other things so the bodyguards will start to not be as protective as they used to be because you got all these other things. Their, their job isn't really that important now, is it? You've surrounded yourself with all these things. So if you have like angels protecting you, you have your ancestors, you have your guys protecting you, you have divine protection. The man-made things, <laughs> you start using man-made things to protect you, then your ancestors, your divine protection is gonna back off a little bit until you tap back in, until you understand that you don't need all those things when you already have what you need. It goes hand in hand. Divine will, intuition, you know? So there's the allowing, but there's also knowing when to move because the things that you do when it's time to move are based on what are you afraid of doing? That's what you have to do. These are the things that keep us in one spot because we're afraid to do the thing that we have to do. That's how our intuition speaks to us. It speaks to us through our fears. It speaks to us, to us through, you know, through the, the feelings that we get, our emotions. 
So when you have a great emotion about something, that's how you know when you're being spoken to by something greater than, greater than yourself. So yeah, I just wanted to speak to that um, mainly because I'm going through this right now. And that's just my new understanding. So I just wanted to share it, you know? There are ways in which I've been ignoring my intuition for the sake of comfortability, for the sake of less conflict, enabling fears that I have that are deep-seated into my subconscious that I know are there. I'm aware that they're there, but I'm still acting in a certain way. <laughs> and I know what I have to do to move forward, to keep moving up. So this is just like one of those things. I understand I have to let some things go. I have to be willing to let some things go. Everything that fights for your attention isn't, doesn't mean that it's for you either, you know? It's all in vibration. It's all in vibration. How is it vibrating? How does it feel? But yeah, I'm getting ready for an event, so it's about time for me to leave out. I just wanted to share that really quickly. And until next time, peace. Love you guys.